0: Welcome to this episode of The Launch Podcast. I'm Emma Bjorngard-Bussein, Academic Advisor in the School of Business at the Stanford campus.
1: And I'm Kayla Hogreep, Academic Advisor for the School of Business on the Hartford campus. In
0: this episode, we speak to Edward Lim, our new business librarian, and to Kelly Kennedy, uh, our Associate Director of Student Development and Outreach in the School of Business.
1: We highly recommend that if you haven't already, you go back and check out the previous Launch Podcast episode, which is an interview that Em and I did only with Edward Lim, the business librarian, and it will provide you more of a solid foundation for understanding the business library resources that UConn has to offer. Um, In this episode, we speak with Kelly and Edward specifically about how the library can help you in your job and internship search. So um, Emma, what stood out to you in talking to Edward and Kelly in this episode?
0: Yeah, there's uh, one thing in particular that Kelly mentioned that I felt was very,
1: um, I don't know, inspiring I guess is the word for it.
0: So she described a student who had this one, you know, dream job in mind with this company Um, She didn't end up getting it. However, she did some research uh, on the competitors uh, to that company and actually ended up getting a job with one of them. So I thought that was a really good way of kind of turning things around and then actually ending up getting uh, what you wanted. So.
1: Yeah, Emma, that stood out to me as well. And it's just another one of those times where you don't know what you don't know. Like I didn't know when I was graduating from college and I was starting to look for jobs, just how much you could leverage these library resources to help you in your job search and help you get ahead when it comes to interviews and internships um, and communicating with potential employers. So um, without further ado, please listen to this interview with Edward and Kelly. are your names and your positions at UConn?
2: Hello, I'm um, Edward, Edward Lynn. Um, I'm the Business and Entrepreneurship Librarian at UConn.
1: Hi, I'm
3: Kelly Kennedy and I'm the Associate Director for Student Development and Outreach and I handle all the career education for the School of Business. Great. So if
0: students are interested in, say, delving into a specific industry, what are some industry-specific resources that you would want to talk about?
3: sure some industry specific resources are so important because research in general as far as job search as many of you know um super passionate about research because it has some specific reasons to sort of rise above you will be that applicant that will help you rise above the rest and in a very down economy which we all know we're in at the moment it's important that you showcase your competitive nature So there is ways for you to showcase your excitement about the particular job, um, your company, your conversations are heightened. You will hear me say in the 3005 class that the most common question is why this company, why this industry? And quite frankly, just saying that your major is marketing or your major is finance is not enough of an answer. You have to have a little bit more fruitful conversations with the employer, either through the cover letter or through the conversation at the interview.
0: And Edward, do you have anything that you want to add to that or expand on?
2: I guess you could start if you have a particular company in mind and then try to find out what industry it operates in. I think a lot of students have a preconception about what the company does but it might not be in that particular industry. So I I always encourage students to go look up that company in some of the financial databases we have. If they are listed companies, if they are private companies, it can be tricky, but we do have databases that cover private companies, especially if they are of certain size. So for example, PrivCole covers US private companies that have at least 1 million in revenue or funding. So there are also, you know, merchant online, um, S&P net advantage, you can try searching and just to get a sense on um, what industry it operates in. I think in this day and this age, it can get blurry, it can get fuzzy because uh, companies do more than one thing these days. So a good financial database will be able to point that out. And we'll be able to sort of give you a guide on what industry it falls. And then once you know what industry it comes under, it'll be a lot easier to find similar companies or or competitors or peers.
0: Just a quick follow-up question for Kelly. Is this something that you see students kind of struggle with or that they have questions around and, and they come to you to talk about?
3: Yeah, excellent question, Emma. I think when it comes to the research databases, and this is why um, Edward is my new BFF, is because I absolutely love the library, but it's overwhelming when you see the amount of databases. I believe we have 33 business databases at this moment that we subscribe to. So around that number, that's a lot. And so what specific information are you looking for? Financial data, Target companies in your industry. So, if we were to break that down, for example, we had a student um, who was interested in Nielsen. And, um, you know, they pretty much hired about six or seven students at that time for full time opportunities. They probably interviewed around 25 of our students, though. So, you have a few students that were disappointed that they didn't receive the offer. So, what we did was we strategized around what were the competitors. And with that in mind, a student found actually three competitors, and she applied to all three of them because she liked the culture of the company, she liked the business that they were in, their TV ratings company, and therefore she applied to three other competitors, and to honest, she definitely got a full-time offer. So although she was disappointed that she didn't get the offer from Nielsen who came to our um, expo and our career fairs, she went above and beyond that 5%, did a little research from using the Mergent database, Um, she used the PrivCo, all of which uh, Edward has been wonderful making some introductory videos and making it simple for students to use these databases because you know, I'm certainly not gonna tell you how much they cost because I don't know, But they do cost a tremendous amount of money and they are part of your tuition here. And it's important that you utilize them. I mean, my favorite one is Mergent. I mean, you've heard me say that a million times because when students are doing company research on who are the companies in their particular industry and geographic area, you need to know who those companies are. You should be able to name them off the top of your head. And they would, they don't necessarily have to be the ones that are coming to campus. You know, I know both of you know this when you're talking with students, they have companies in mind, you have to remember, we're going to be in a virtual recruiting world coming this fall. So all, all bets are off on whether or not they come to the career fair, you still can apply. So if you need to be out there making applications and being more strategic about your applications, it's important that you understand the
1: databases that are um, available to you that most folks do not have. When should a student start utilizing these resources and databases? Is it like senior year when we are looking for a job or earlier if we're just trying to decide on a major in an industry? Excellent question, Kayla. I think
3: that my class, of course, the 3005 Career Development course, is in the sophomore year. But quite frankly, you could take a look at these companies and get familiar with them in your freshman year. We utilize the databases for the course in order for you to look up companies in your industry and geographic area. So, for example, it, it can be overwhelming, and I'm sure that, Edward, even if you download some of those... Excel sheets, I mean, it's a lot of companies. So I know that you have to take the time to download them, pick a few of them, go to their websites. There are multiple layers of this research and it takes time. So I would say as soon as you're ready, go for it.
2: I just want to add to that. I think you mentioned about when. Usually that's sort of how I see it is two two points. One is at a point when you need it. So you're applying for a job or you have a job interview and you need to find certain things Um, Then you approach the librarian, you know, me to ask for help. But I also met many students who are kind of inquisitive or self-starters. So whenever they find free time, especially during summer, they would just log into these database and see what's available. It doesn't matter. Something else I wanted to add as well is, um, especially in your your freshman year, when you're not sure what you, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So, one way you could do, go about doing this is look at some of the industry reports um, and just trying to find out what's, uh, what are the trends uh, what, what has happened you know in the past in for this particular industry and just getting a feel a, a on what kind of issues or what kind of challenges the the industry is facing are they hiring, are they expanding? this could inform you and, you know, if something interesting comes up, then you know. And then the last thing I wanted to add about the financial databases is um, you don't just look at peers or competitors. A lot of databases, they have a family tree. So you could actually, you know, you mentioned about uh, Nielsen. So that's Nielsen Media Research that does the DV ratings. They come under a holding company called Nielsen Holdings. So you could use this way to look for sisters, companies, you know, companies that are under the same holding company, or you could look for subsidiaries, you know, maybe the subsidiary is hiring, but the main company is not hiring or the other way around. So you could try to, explore a little bit uh i I definitely come across students where they don't realize they're working for a larger company so that says a lot about your career progression as well because you could move to another company that's part of the the holding company and things like that so so just to keep your eyes and your mind open
1: it sounds a lot more fruitful than monster.com for finding companies (laughs) that you wanna work for. Yes,
3: I would not recommend, sorry. (laughs)
1: Uh, But um, I think that
3: what you're talking about too is conversational, uh, you know, raising the bar. To be honest with you, when you're doing an interview, um, it's really only about 5% more that one applicant is doing in terms of their research and preparation for the interview that actually gets them the job. So, you know, students will say to me, Oh, but there's 600 finance majors and everyone looks the same and everyone is the same. Well, you need to do that legwork. The, the work here is the digging. The work here is what Edward is talking about, doing 5% more that your conversation is going to be much different. So, you know, uh, United Technologies is a really good example of that. They, I think they own eight companies um, and uh, they come to campus. And a student will, uh, you know, may go over to the uh, table during the expo or something like that and have a conversation with them and say, I like your company. But the student that's going to walk up and say, I did a little research on your company. I noticed you have eight family trees. You have um, this. You have that. I noticed your press release indicated this, and I'm excited about that. Your application status just went from zero to 10 in about three seconds. Um, That recruiter, the little bells are gonna go off and they're gonna say, look at that. Um, You know, Kayla, Emma, she was ready to talk with me. Not just I'm a finance major and I'm interested in your FDLP program. Can you tell me what I'll get out of it? That that answer to a tell me about yourself is not going to land on internship, freshman year, sophomore year or junior year. Those people are raising the bar in their conversation and they're doing it through research. It seems
0: too that if you do that research, then you can kind of think about how you can contribute, you know, I mean, at least start thinking about that and and bringing that up to to a recruiter.
3: Absolutely. And I think that when you know, you have unique character traits that of a company that really define the culture, like we had one company that wrote a job description that said must be able to throw a Frisbee right? It was one line in the job description. If you took the time to do a little research on that company, you would have seen that they're a credit agency that was actually started by two Yale grads down in New Haven, and they actually are the ones that use our UConn uh, Pro Card. So if you saw the levels of conversation that you can bring to that recruiter, you can start showcasing how much you really do like this industry. It really showcases that, and a recruiter is looking for this. They are literally looking for that student that has jumped higher than the others. And that's really that difference that makes a difference and you become that mini expert. I know some of our students are interested in private companies like our finance majors. They're always saying, well, do you you know, Kelly, do you know of any companies? I say, get to the PrivCo database, get to that Mergent database, do a, a five-minute search on what industry and what geographic region, and you can come up with a list of close to 500, if not more, of industries. Um, you know, you don't wanna be blindsided by what's in front of you, okay? So in other words, you don't wanna say, gee, there's only three insurance companies that from Hartford that come to the fair, but that doesn't mean that there are three, only three insurance companies 60 miles out of Hartford, if you actually did a emergent database search, you would find that there are actually 1,500 1, insurance companies, 60 miles out of Hartford. So that opens your spectrum to not limiting yourself. Now, do you need to apply for 1,600 or 1,500? 1, no, but it does open up your world a lot bigger than on-campus recruiting.
0: Definitely. And I was just thinking as you were talking, Kelly, for Edward, if a student wants to have, you know, get some help, like maybe, you know, set up an appointment with you, whether that's virtual, you know, in fall or in person, could they do that? And you could help them do the search or you can talk them through how to use the platform.
2: Yeah, definitely. So I've, um, I have a short video on my business guide we can share the URL on the show notes that, that sort of uh, guides the student through on how to create a very simple sort of uh, list company, list of companies in Merchant. And that kind of concept can be applied to the other databases as well. So that's, I would think that's pretty straightforward. If any students uh, need help, I'll be more than happy to help. I, I guess one thing I wanted to add, um, you know, especially for students who don't know where to start, Uh, would be to start reading uh, news, start reading um, certain trade publications. So, um, you know, getting the student, you know, getting the student to think uh, what would a professional in this particular industry, particular location, what would they read to keep up? How do they keep up? And and, and we have access to a lot of these uh, trade magazines. Either, you know, now maybe library is not open at the moment, but um, a lot of publications are available online. Uh, we have access to them. If we, you're not sure, you can always check with me. Yeah, so, so definitely um, that's the way to sort of keep yourself informed. Um, and then the more you learn, then the more possibilities you come up with. And then maybe you have a better idea of what industry you want or what are the kind of companies you want to work for. So, so it sort of goes both ways. You can start with something in mind, or if you don't have something in mind, then ask yourself, um, what do people read? Uh, you know, start reading widely. I think that will help inform you as well.
3: Yeah, excellent advice. And I think when you have students on uh, listening that are trying to choose a major, I mean, if you're not interested in reading the material that goes along with the possible industry of choice for the future... That says a lot in terms of whether or not this industry or this particular major is right for you. I know that, you know, students have said, I'm not sure if I want finance or if I want accounting. We'll do a little reading about it. Is it something that gets you excited? Are you interested in the stock market? Is it, you know, there's the wall street journal, you know, so can't wait to read it in the morning. I know for, you know, I always joke with the students, I can't wait to read about job search wall street. Not so much. I know that about myself. So if you are somebody that gets energized by this information, that's where the library is your friend. I know, Edward, would you say that the Factiva is probably the best database for news um, on particular companies as well? Or would you recommend a different one?
2: I think Factiva is great in different ways. Uh, First and foremost, it's a very extensive uh, news database. Um, you can search not just in English, but in many, many other languages as well. So so the potential of what you're searching for is uh, a lot wider than than Google in that sense. Um, so you could actually, you know, search for publication in a particular region, location or region, or you can search for news in a particular industry or on a particular topic. Um, so that's the, that's the versatility of Activa. Um, I, I always tell this to, to students, you know, just to have a bit of fun, put in your own name into Factiva and, and see what comes up, right? Maybe when you're five years old or 10 years old, you appeared in a local newspaper, it's going to be there, <laughs> right? So Factiva is completely text-only. You're not going to get images, um, but they do a really good job uh, going back into time and things like that. So coming back to your point about private companies, private companies sometimes are too small to appear on some of these databases, but the local media sort of covers these successful businesses. So they're going to appear in news articles and then you're going to find them in Factiva. So I know a lot of our students are very, you know, entrepreneurial or very innovative. They want to do like really groundbreaking new stuff. You know, industry doesn't even exist for what they they, they want to do. So Factiva would be your sort of best bet because you're looking for news articles. You might find somebody else across the world in China or in India, who's developing a similar app to, to what you have. Um, so that's really great for uh, awareness building. Um, Factiva can be very challenging to use at first. I, I always say it's a very steep learning curve. Mm. Um, but once you you sort of get a hang of it, I, I think it's, it's really straightforward.
3: Sure, and they can access the chat button um, on the upper right-hand corner that actually there's sort of a librarian on call there if mm. you are doing this at home, as we will be. Um, you know, in the next couple of months. So if students want to do a little research and they have some challenges, the librarian is there. I know she's constantly, there's someone there constantly to um, chat with me um, anytime I get stuck on a database, which is really great. I think asking those questions of the librarian using you as a resource is, is a phenomenal thing for students to remember that they're not just sitting at home with the databases.
1: What if a student wants to graduate or intern abroad? Are there resources? You mentioned it a little bit with Factiva, but can a student learn more and do research on companies and opportunities around the world and not just in the U.S.?
3: In terms of the career aspect, yeah. I would say that um, as far as the international search, the Center for Career Development has a going global website that's really excellent that would showcase some opportunities for the students. So they'd be able to kind of familiarize themselves with some of the companies that are currently hiring, say London, you know, Paris, anything that they're thinking about. And then they can take that second layer of research and go to the library databases and look up those companies to become more familiar with them. I think, I don't know if Edward has any other suggestions, but that's usually, I usually say, start with the glowing, Going Global website on the Center for Career Development because we do pay for that service. And it's, it's very well organized. Um, however, if you wanna do over and above, which there's your 5%, mm-hmm. that's gonna help you see, you know, what companies, it may even showcase for you what companies are actually doing some of the internships where we have partners for the study abroad. So many of our companies that we partner with or the study abroad office partners with, um, when they go to London, they do three week internships. Those um, companies are familiar with UConn students and previous students have done that. So I think, you know, that's a good way to see who's done it before. Who can you talk to using LinkedIn? Those are different sources that I would use as a job coach. Um, But perhaps the librarian has any other international type uh, resources that you can suggest.
2: I'm just going to add very quickly that there's no, um, specific job search platform or anything, but uh, most of the databases that uh, we subscribe to do have a global international kind of coverage. Um, like, for example, Briefco, they do cover international private companies, but the thresholds are set a lot higher. So, they're looking at international companies with 50 million in funding or birth. So, so, fairly large ones. So, you might not be able to find something. Uh, for Factiva, because the, the coverage is global and they cover different languages, so you definitely will get results in you know, newspapers, magazines um, from overseas, outside of the US, definitely. So if you're looking for research, trying to find out more about a company, uh, about a country, Uh, about culture and things like that, I think you can definitely make use of um, the library resources.
3: So I can't stress enough the importance of researching that you want to showcase that this is your career going forward, that loyalty is really important to a company. So you are showcasing that when you sort of go on an interview or quote something in a cover letter that you found um, on these resources databases that perhaps not the average applicant is going to find. So they are going to see that spark as someone that they want to hire, and I think so. You're getting a win-win there. You're you're becoming that mini expert, and you're also showcasing what kind of employee you're actually going to be. You're going to go above and beyond. So I think these databases should be your friend, um, the librarian, the librarian, the library resources. All of these things are going to be really important in a job search, and it surprises most when I tell that to. Um, But they really are an important, important skill for you to learn and know.
0: If I was an undergrad, I know then that I should reach out to Kelly and Edward, and you guys will help me figure out how to do this search and support me through that process.
3: Absolutely, and they can not only obviously, with Edward being our new business librarian, fantastic, But also, um, my class site, uh, the 3005 site, is open to all students, and um, I will post many of the videos that we are talking about here, including the video um, instruction for Mergent. And I know Edward has done a couple of new ones this summer, so we will post those as well, so that any student. Who's feeling a little lost can go there and find the resources very clearly um, with links back to the business databases.
0: If students want to get in contact with you both, how can they reach you?
3: Good question, Emma. They can reach me uh, via email, They can, which is kelly.kennedy at uconn.edu, or they can go into Nexus and make an actual 15-minute or 30-minute appointment with me, and I'm happy to help them in any way. They don't have to be in the class. Any business school student who's interested in talking about their career, I'm open and ready to talk.
2: Um, it's the same for me. So you can drop me an email at adward.lim at ucon.edu um, or you can go to the library, you know, the business guide they've created. There's a button there that allows you to make an appointment with me. Um, so, so it's the same. It's a it's a half an hour appointment if you if you want to talk to me over video or over a call, if that's easier over email. <laughs>
1: Thank you to Kelly and Edward for that interview. Tons of helpful information. Emma, what were your key takeaways?
0: I think I just want to reiterate um, the importance of using these different tools that the library offers to do research on a company because if you know more about the company that you're looking at, like what they do obviously, who they are, um, maybe you can help figure out what their needs are and then how can you respond to that. So you can articulate, say in an interview, Um, how you can contribute to uh, their specific needs. So I think that was something that really stood out to me that I hadn't thought about before.
1: Yeah, it's super important when you're talking to employers and when you're interviewing to showcase what you can contribute and the unique perspective and knowledge that you can offer the company to help them solve their unique problems. Um, rather than just what you hope to gain from working there. Um, They wanna see that you are gonna come into their company culture and into the arena with some new ideas and you have things to contribute there. I was really struck by just how a little bit more effort, just a little bit of research and a little bit of reading and keeping up on current events can really set students light years apart and light years ahead of when they're interviewing and when they're trying to land that big job. I think when we have a lot of students graduating and entering the workforce and so many good students with good grades who have been involved, what's going to set you apart from the pack? And I think it's really doing this research, hitting the ground running on the job search by knowing what you're talking about and who you want to talk to and what you want to say. Yeah. Yeah. And then just like one last thought that I had too, I
0: kind of like their discussion uh, where they mentioned how, you know, if you find it fun and interesting to do research in a certain industry, maybe that tells you something that like that's maybe a direction that you should explore, you know, just in terms of what career path to, to go after, you know? So that was also something I hadn't thought about before, but very true.
1: Yeah, like what motivates you when you wake up in the morning? What news are you reading? Or like, what's the first thing that you dive into? Yeah, so um, tons of great resources. I'll put some links in the episode notes. And um, we'll catch you next time.